Hey, hello! Welcome to episode 230 of Sack King's Therapy. Uh, I am coming to you live directly after the Sacramento Kings beat the Los Angeles Lakers without LeBron James in LA, 120 to 114. Um, um, it's just so really quickly, Afong is not here. It will just be me today. He's feeling a bit under the weather. Um, we did watch the game together. But he's just, he's not feeling well, so I'm just gonna give him a day off because I am a nice person. So, yeah, um, send your well wishes, I guess, to him. Um, he should be fine in the next few days. Just a little, just not feeling great today. Um, so, anyways, so uh, watching the Lakers versus the Kings, it was a very ugly game, to say the least. Um, the the way the game started, the Kings the Kings didn't play bad. But they got a lot of open shots, but they just didn't make them a lot of them. And the Lakers were just being the Lakers. It, it was it's weird to describe. They were they weren't playing great, but they were the Lakers were just like doing stuff, and they managed to you know, I guess stay competent for the most part. But I'm looking at the game, I'm just like, man, yeah, these Lakers are a bit rough. Like besides AD, like besides Lonnie Walker, like and you know Russ and all the rest of the guys are very very. I don't want to just straight up say not good, but like it's it's um, yeah, I can see why the Lakers are struggling. I'll just say that. Um, anyways, after the first quarter, um, they go into the second quarter. Lakers get a little bit of momentum. Apparently, they're very good in the second quarters. Um, they ended up scoring thirty-seven points in the second quarter, and uh, the Kings actually ended up scoring thirty-three. But it was really bad for stretches because the Kings' defense wasn't great. They were giving a lot of easy shots, which, you know, it's just going to be a theme. They're, you know, they don't have, you know, amazing on-ball defenders, and Sabonis just isn't a great rim protector. And um, Rashawn Holmes isn't playing. So, you know, you're you're basically left with just you hoping someone is at the rim or, you know, hoping that your team defense is, is good enough to, you know, force a bad shot. But basically, they just couldn't get stops and uh, – However, they were able to actually punch back a little bit and actually score 33 points themselves in the quarter, ending with a uh, De'Aaron Fox buzzer beating three over what is honestly, if if this Kings versus Lakers rivalry becomes a thing uh, again, Austin Reeves is going to be just the most annoying player for the Kings. He he was really good this game. Anyways, they they carried that momentum into the, th- into, uh, the third quarter, um, and they were able to... Basically, yeah, carry that momentum over and take the lead. And it became a back-and-forth game for the most part, uh, all the way basically until crunch time, where De'Aaron Fox, looking like a fucking superstar, and I guess he just loves playing in L.A. And I don't remember him having, you know, a bad game in L.A. He probably did have a few, but he gets up to play against the Lakers. There's something about it. And he just went into superstar mode, just, you know, like take – Getting us basically anytime he got the ball, he would get a screen, try to kind of snake his way it, you know, into his spot and just make some sort of really tough mid-range jumper. Ending with him bringing the ball up, getting a screen on Austin Reeves, and then just spinning for a one-footed spinning like um fadeaway, basically, and around the elbow, which was just some superstar shit. Like you you just heard the gasp, I guess, the the kind of like oh uh, sound from the crowd because 
yeah, De'Aaron was just absolutely unstoppable at the end. Like, again, doing superstar shit. The entire conversation after the game is that, well, at least from King's Twitter, there's some national guys. Even Bill, Bill Simmons got a chimed in. You know, Fox maybe should be an all-star. We'll see about that. Like, because the competition is ridiculous right now. So we'll have to see. But, yeah, De'Aaron, De'Aaron was absolutely amazing down the stretch. Just, you know, basically... You know, anytime they needed a bucket, even before that stretch where, you know, he he managed to basically get the lead uh, for the Kings all by himself, he was, like, just scoring on every single possession. The only way the, the Lakers were able to stop him was to get the ball out of his hands and forcing it into, you know, Harrison, uh, Kevin Herter, or just literally anybody else. It, it was that kind of game. So, yeah, credit to De'Aaron. He is, he's shown he's taking the next step um, for sure, and... We'll, let's see if like he if he can make the All Star team. Like this this is a legit conversation now. If he can keep this up, and he's you know especially after last year where he you know really just did, did take a step back, it feels like he's kind of like putting it all together, and he is a much more complete player. And the three ball, he's actually hitting it pretty well. I don't fully believe in it, but at the same time, the way he's taking them, the way he's actually making them, it might actually be a weapon, but. The mid range is kind is kind of like where he you know feasts quite a quite well you know he's and you know he's one of the elite finishers in the league so again taking the next step might have a, might have you know a case to make for the all star um, game okay uh, for the rest yeah so the, uh, De'Aaron Fox hits that spinning uh, fading one footed fadeaway and that was basically the game um, at the, I think the Lakers came back and I think Lonnie Walker missed the three so the game was over after that the Kings uh, beat the Lakers and move on to five and six and the Lakers uh, <laughs> moved to two and ten uh, I am peaking I'm I'm just peaking Twitter and my God it is depressing uh, up there in uh, in Lakerland. Hope you guys find something because with the way things are right now, Kevin O'Connor mentioned it. They're in, they're in position to get Victor Wembanyama to the Pelicans because they don't own their pick. So we'll we'll see how all that goes. But you know, let, let's kind of just quickly go through the stat sheet of Sabonis twenty one ten and six. Just you know, a brute, a tough game for him because he is being guarded by AD, um, and you know AD just has the length to kind of deal with him, and Sabonis kind of struggles against that. But he was big boying him on quite a few plays. Like he, outside of AD, no one else on the team could really guard him just because he's so physical and strong. And you know he had some possessions against the uh, uh, AD as well, who honestly looks he just looks a bit stiff to me. Like he was questionable coming into the game. He had some sort of illness, so maybe that has something to do with it. But yeah, like you know, um, Sabonis did try to take it to him, but you know he, you know, AD did hold his own, but so does Sabonis. Um, Harrison Barnes, kind of a weird game for him. He ended the game with 13, eight, 13 and eight and two assists. He had nine points and six rebounds in the first quarter, and he ended with thirteen and eight. Now, however. Despite all that, I thought he played a good game. He was, you know, effective throughout the game. Like you felt him out there. Like he's the like apparently according to Harrison's or not um Mike Brown's defensive metrics, he's number two on the on just the best defensive plus minus or whatever stat they use. So he's playing good defense. And again, a sign of a good defender is when guys don't really attack you. Now, granted, he got scored on quite a bit by AD, but there's only so much you can really do, but you know, he's just a presence there. And, you know, 
as long as you as long as you can kind of like you know discourage guys from driving against you and then you know you just hold your own or like they just don't attack you at all like that's a sign of a good defender and he's he seems to be pretty decent on defense as of late and that's a big part of it again just a weird game again nine points and six rebounds in the first quarter somehow only ended with 13 and eight for the rest of the game like or like yeah so four points and two rebounds for the rest of the game which is just again odd but again i think he played a good game and you know it's hard to spot a, like defense a lot of the time because my eyes just aren't looking at it but he, I feel he is playing well on well on defense. He is a he is definitely not the guy you hunt on defense. That's for sure. Um, Keegan Murray had another kind of rough game. Just you know, young fella just doesn't really play well on the road. And you know, Kenyon Martin actually revealed what what the what the family issue was um, that he's been dealing with. Uh, his grandma had had a stroke during the Charlotte game, and I'm i you know you can you you know you definitely know that that's wearing on his mind. He'll figure it out. Like. He wasn't bad by any means. Defensively, he he got blown by a few times, but I felt in the second half he was pretty good for the most part. Just, you know, you know, not being a ball stopper. He's always moving the ball. He never tries to do too much with the ball. Now, in order for him to take the next level, he's going to have to start maybe attacking a little bit more. But right now, you know, he's basically more he seems more than happy to just, you know, Get, take some shots um you know he, he's not even putting the ball on the ground but he's more than happy to just spot up shoot an open three and or just move the ball immediately onto the next action so you can't complain too much about that he's in a bit of a funk but for now at least the kings can kind of survive this for now but he did contribute in other ways even though in the statute it didn't look like he did but you know just being a body out there and just again not being a guy that the defense can't really hunt all that well that's got it that's you know that's good for something although again he's not great at guarding guards that's one of the that's one of the things i didn't really like about him in the draft but like i just felt he's not really a guy that can guard this quick enough to guard guards and lonnie walker blew by him twice in the first quarter and caused the timeout so like it, it, you know he's having a rough stretch well he'll figure the young fellow will figure it out and you know you know all the well wishes to him and his family like bong was talking about that er, uh, earlier too when we were watching the game together so all of us send well wishes to keegan murray dear fox as i mentioned just doing super starship 13 for 19 from the field two for five from three four for five from the free throw line the only one he missed was a technical free throw 32 uh 32.7 rebounds and 12 assists again superstar shit oh now had did have three turnovers but those turnovers were early and that, that was when the game was really ugly in the first half and yeah he managed to turn it around and again just they don't really have a guy for him on on the lakers and he absolutely abused them on that end or he absolutely abused the lakers on that end uh kevin herter started out at a 0 for 5 ended up 4 for 9 from 3 so yeah you can say he bounced back a, a bit and just yeah an absolute knockdown shooter was pretty good on defense as well and yeah just he's just he's just like overall kind of like the keegan murray effect where the you know if he you know he's more than happy to kind of like be a spot up shooter but he can also put the ball in the ground and you know he doesn't hold the ball this ball is never really sticky with him like you know he's kind of just he's kind of what keegan murray kind of will become someday in that just being a supreme ball mover a guy just with great feel and again just absolute knockdown from three and yeah incredible pickup by the kings he's playing well he's and he's continuing to play well
Now, Trey Lyles had a weird game. It, I felt he was a lot more effective out there, but yeah, no zero points, but, but did have two rebounds. Uh, but over oh, oh over oh four from the field, Jamezi Metsu. Like I can't give him enough praise. He's basically taking Rashawn Holmes's uh Rashawn Holmes's uh spot, which is a little bit discouraging from like Rashawn's perspective. But again, as I said last episode, he's doing what uh, Rashawn should be doing, and he's doing it very well. And he did 100% deserves all these minutes that he gets. Like in this game, he shot like a he shot three threes, which I didn't love, but they were good shots in my opinion. Like you know, wide open. They, you know, they run a little bit of offense. It's not like a quick shot or anything. And yeah, just being you know, just playing decent enough defense. Winning Gabriel had his way in the fourth, but you know, playing playing good defense, switching out onto what Russell Westbrook whenever needed. Like he's been good. And he definitely deserves all the minutes he gets. Four for eight, four for eight from the field, one for three from three, and ten points. So just he's deserving the minutes. And you know we'll see if Rashawn gets back into the rotation again, because like you know just have him look at Mezzi and just the way he plays. You know, just switching, switching out, and being able, and just again on offense, just screening and rolling at the right time, and just hope that you know guys find you. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Davion Mitchell uh, t- t- hit two threes for six points. That was about it. A weird plus minus. He ended up with a minus 14, even though I thought he played pretty well. It's just, I guess he was just happened to be in at the wrong time. The plus minus does not reflect how effective he was this game. You know, he just, he, he was guarding Russell Westbrook, guarding Patrick Beverly. Those guys couldn't really get anything going on him. So yeah, just overall, I thought a, I thought a good game from him. Terrence Davis, four for six from the field, 12, uh, two for four from three for twelve points. Play, had a DMP, as a lot of people mentioned last game, but he was ready to he was ready to play. And Mike Brown even talked about it. he's hard on him, but he's always ready to play and uh, honestly always ready to shoot because uh, that man is uh, not not afraid to just launch shots for sure. Malik Monk, not as effective as a game uh, as he's had before, only eight points, but did have three assists and just kind of functions very well as that secondary uh, playmaker. Not a lot of Fox and Malik this game, but, you know, he was just really just solid, like, you know, attacking the rim, just, you know, just the kind of as a threat, functions as a threat when he's out there, you know. And yeah, overall, just a good game from him. Good game from basically everyone on the Kings. Like a good team effort. And again, De'Aaron Fox closed it out, like, you know, doing superstar shit to close out this game. So very impressive from him. On the uh on the Lakers side, and they're, you know, eight for eleven from th- uh eight for eleven from the free throw line. Why did I start out with that? Um eight for seventeen from the field, eight for eleven from the free throw line for 24 points. He he was just too big. Uh, for a lot of the, for a lot of the um for a lot of the kings unfortunately so that's kind of how he got a lot of those buckets uh winning gabriel um just four for four from the field most of those in the fourth by the way just kind of you know just playing his role basically like how i say with um metsu just screening rolling and despite all of russell westbrook's issues he is a good playmaker and he found and you know and also austin reeves they're good playmakers and you know, when Gabriel just played his role and just managed to get four for four for eight points, big points in the in the uh, in the fourth to kind of get the Lakers back into the game. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Anthony Davis. His defense is a bit weird. He's like, 
I didn't think he was very effective this game. You know, 24-13, 24-14, like, you can't scoff at that. But I just didn't feel he was that effective out there, if that makes any sense. But overall, like, you know, he's coming back, like, from, a, from I guess, some sort of sickness. And without LeBron and, like, Russ can just be an adventure, just didn't have that playmaker out there to set him. And he's not good at post-ups. He's not a good shooter. He's not a good at post-ups. So he needs someone to set him up to for him to get going in. You know, they, they did well enough, but, you know, down the stretch, he was basically kind of, you know, a ghost out there, really. And, you know, when not a good passer, so, like, when, when the Kings started doubling him, couldn't find that open guy. Like, if that was LeBron, he 100% finds the open guy. So, you know, just, just a tough game for him, even though he did, you know, score well. But not I don't feel he was effective out there. Troy Brown, Troy Brown Jr., I don't I don't know about this guy, man. <laughs> just he's not good. <laughs> he's just not good. So yeah, it's it's tough. I, I'm I'm not gonna say too much about him, but yeah, he just had a tough game. Um, Patrick Beverly, another one of those were just he's a bit washed on the offensive end. Like he had one three, but the dude missed so many layups and just got a tech this game as well. Just he might he might be close to done, honestly. Um, you know, his defense wasn't really again, didn't even feel him out there at all. Like, he he guarded, um, he guarded uh, De'Aaron for stretches, but he just, you know, with a screen, he was easily wiped out. So, I don't know, I don't know what's going on with him. It's just, it's just one of those, again, just kind of not effective out there. Uh, Lonnie Walker kind of continues his kind of King's Killer, um, vibe, just 19 points, eight for 14. It felt like he had a lot more. But he was kind of muted in the in the second half. Like he didn't really do that much. But in the first half, like he was attacking, he was getting dunks, he was getting threes. Just you know, just kind of slowed down the second half. And unfortunately, that's kind of the game. Uh, Westbrook six for seventeen for twenty one and eleven. You know, impressive game for him. He just does weird shit. It's just this is how you're gonna. This is what Russ is. You know. Like he, he'll just randomly turn the ball over, make bad decisions, and then on defensive end, he's an absolute like sieve for the most part. Just really bad on that end, and just he, yeah, like I, I don't know what else to say about him. I, I will say, great playmaker. Just you know, he's basically their only playmaker without LeBron. Awesome Reeves is good, but he's not a primary. He's more of a secondary guy more than anything. But yeah, there's just so much bullshit you had to deal with when it comes to Russ. Also, Russ, by the way, this game, he was six for 17, four for seven from three. It's just one of those games where he managed to hit threes. And again, only again, he was six for 17, meaning he only made two more layups inside inside the arc. You're four for seven and you and you finish six for 17 and you're Russell Westbrook. That is terrible. Uh, but I don't want I don't want to shut on too much. But like, yeah, he definitely had a hand in costing the Kings this game for sure, especially on the defensive end. Austin Reeves, he's going to be really annoying going forward. Nineteen points, um, just seven for twelve. I thought he, he only had one assist. Wow, they had more. But like, he's he's a crafty player. And there was a stretch when the King when the Lakers were getting back into the game in the fourth. You know, he would basically just find a way to snake snake into the lane and then you know pump fake and just not, it felt like every time the kings would bite on his pump fake and he would you know create a good shot out of it or draw a foul and he's a he's a smart player he's a very good player he, but you know and he if the lakers are good again he's gonna be a problem 
I'll just say that. Okay, that's all I have for the game. Just overall, you know, Kings are now five and six. That's good to see. Um, just a, the the only issue I have with this kind of game. Well, let, 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 let's stick with the positives. The, the Kings took care of business against a very, very bad team that is shorthanded. And that is going to be the key to them being able to make the playoffs because, you know, a, a game against Cleveland, they managed to actually, like, stay in it and actually win, like, in the very end. Like, every now and then, you're going to be able to catch a good team. And then, you know, maybe you have a chance of beating them. Like, you stay close, you hang up, they let you hang around, and, you know, you, you have a chance to take the game, and some sometimes you win those games, sometimes you don't. But against bad teams, again, me and Vong talked about it. I had said it last episode. I feel like the Kings could come out flat against the against the Lakers, and they did. And the the point is, is that the Kings play down to their level of competition, and it's it's something that's going to be really annoying. And I just hope at some point they figure out how to just take care of business normally, as opposed to having to go into crunch time and relying on De'Aaron Fox to have to make superstar shots. Now, I'm not saying he can't do that every single game, but I will say that tends to wear out players. So they need to get better at just taking care of bad teams because this was a bad, bad Lakers. They're, I think they're the worst team other than the Houston right now, I believe. So, you know, you need to be able to just blow them out. Just And, and they're missing their best player, LeBron James. You need to be able to just close out this team. So, but, it, you know, overall, it's good that they were able to take care of business. You just hope that they... Don't, you know, do it easier next time as opposed to having to, you know, stress out fans and going into crunch time. So that, that's all I'll say about that. Overall, good win. It's it's never a bad thing. It's, it's never a bad thing to, you know, beat the Lakers. And yeah, the Kings move on to five and six. And, you know, all is positive right now in Kings land. So yeah, uh, next, next up, they play the Warriors, I believe, in the Golden 1 Center this time. So they'll actually be at home. Does that change anything? Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Steph just scored a 37 against the Cavaliers. He's on a run of just an incredible run. You might want to double-team him <laughs> next game, just saying. Um, we'll see what he does uh, against the Kings. Like, the Kings have been competitive. For, well, depends on how you look at the first game. But they've kind of pushed the they pushed the Warriors to the brink in the last game, and one or two calls or one or two shots kind of decide that game. Um, so let's see if they can bounce back and actually take that one to go, you know, completely five hundred. Um, so far, like the Kings, they're they're doing some good things, and they just need to build up on it. And you know, the Warriors, despite their record, it are a good team. If you just kind of hang around or you know, hopefully even build a lead and take care of business, you're in a really good position. Uh, even if you lose that game, it's not the worst thing in the world, but the, the schedule is going to get, you know, a little bit softer, I guess, which could be a good thing or a bad thing. But right now, the Kings are riding on a bit of momentum, and hopefully they carry it into the Warriors game, and hopefully they do it beyond that as well. Okay, uh, that's all I have for the game. Uh, thank you guys for listening to this one. Sorry for, sorry for the short, uh, shorter episode. There's always so much I can talk about the game without, you know, talking about talking to Fong about something else. Um, so far, I don't. I know, no, I do have other things to talk about. I almost forgot. The Kings revealed the city jerseys last episode or the last game, and I forgot to talk about it. 
So yes, they revealed their uh, city jersey. It's gray. It's a it's definitely a classic look. It's it's pretty cool. Um, I'm not sure if I'll be buying one. I mean, like I really want a Davion some sort of Davion Mitchell uh, gear. I, if, if they released a shirt, I would cons- I would definitely buy that. Right now, I'm considering whether I want to buy the uh, jersey or not. Uh, so yeah, the, it's gray. I think it's pretty cool. I wish Fong was here so I could ask him what he thought of the jerseys. I, I think he said that he he was okay with them. Um, yeah, I don't have much. Uh, I don't have much opinion on it. This this stuff is so subjective. And I've never really been with the consensus when it comes to the look of jerseys. Like, I was actually kind of a fan of the red jerseys. Everyone else hated them. And a lot of people didn't like the baby blues. I fucking love the baby blues. So, I don't know. This kind of stuff is so subjective. I think they're fine. I don't think they're ugly. I don't think they're absolutely drop-dead gorgeous. By the way, I love the... I really like the... I really like the Warrior City jersey. Yet, I just heard Josiah Johnson just completely shitting on them. So, again the subjectiveness about about it and i'm just weirdly this is one of those things where i'm just not with the consensus at all yeah so yeah i meant to talk about that last game and just about forgot it this just just about forgot forgot about it this episode so here you go i think they're just fine uh, i just want to quickly and last thing i want to talk about this is a this is a heavy topic for for us kings fans but i do want to talk a little about uh tyrese halliburton um, I believe this, yeah, the, the Pacers are now five and six, so they're actually winning pretty well. And also, you know, on their roster, like Tyrese Halliburton, he's balling 20, 21.6 points and 9.9 rebounds. So basically 10 assists. He's balling. And one thing I'll just say about him, just watching uh, the Denver versus Indiana game, which they ultimately lost, but like the game, you know, that was like basically a very close game and they kind of blew that game, but you know, Denver is, Denver is a good team. Uh, but one thing I just, like, I'll just never, I'll just always kind of miss this about Tyrese, and I didn't even appreciate this when he was here. The absolute pick-and-roll genius. Like, with how with, with how I'm mentioning that, for whatever reason, the Kings just are not able to find Rashawn for whatever reason on the pick on when he screens and then rolls, Tyrese has a special ability to be able to to be able to find that little bit of opening to be able to make that pass. And, you know, him being gone is really just left Rashawn, like, out to dry. And, like, the, we, the Kings just don't really have that guy. I mean, Malik and, Malik and Fox are pretty good at it, but, like, they're, they're just not finding him for whatever reason. And, you know, maybe there's a trade some, uh, somewhere to get Rashawn to, uh, to Indiana, just – like to just to kind of pair him up with his soulmate, essentially. <laughs> like Tyrese is so good at finding that opening, like just being able to uh, being able to get that pocket pass off. Like it's incredible. So I just wanted to quickly shout him out. They're doing good. You know, it, it's it's all it's always gonna hurt our hearts to see Ty- Tyrese go. But you got you know, even though he's not a king, I still still have a lo- still have a love for him. Even though I do, I, I will admit I do shit on him a little bit too much just because. The internet loves Tyrese, you know, rightfully so, but I just feel like they do. They also do it to kind of shit on the Kings. But Tyrese is a really good ball player, and I'm happy that he's thriving under Rick Carlisle and just thriving with the Pacers right now. By the way, all these goddamn teams, y'all need to learn how to, to actually tank. It's really annoying. The Jazz are 10-3, and three, number one in the conference. Um... Like um, San Antonio is six and seven. Like y- you guys need to tank. 
Stop fucking around. You guys are going to lose out of women. Yama. Look at the Houston Rockets. Houston Rockets are doing it right. They're two and 10. Los Angeles Lakers, you're not doing this on purpose, but you're you're tanking for women Yama to give them to New Orleans. So, man, it's, come on, guys. You, you guys need to tank properly. Detroit 310. I thought they were playing a lot better. Man, Charlotte's falling apart. Orlando Magic 4 and 9. Yeah, the, you know what? These, these teams are doing it right. And yeah, come on, guys. Come on, guys. Get, get your act together. Anyway, okay. All right. Thank you guys for listening. That's all I have. So. I will catch you guys back on the next episode, and hopefully by then we'll even have more to talk about with Fong and Game of Thrones and also some basketball.